There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I'm Sean Fangirl S and joining me today is Miss Jess. Jess. Yes, we are back with Preacher. And first, did you see I posted it on our, our page? They're coming back for season two. They've already said it. That's so exciting, because a lot of times, you know, they make us wait, they make us wait. This is the first podcast we've ever done together that has been renewed for a season two. It is. It's so weird. It's, it's exciting. It's very exciting. It's like uncharted territory for us. Right. It's like, oh, we're not just starting over for next season. What's yeah, we, should, we don't just have to find another show. <laughs> so I'm excited, though. Yeah, we actually get season two. They've already approved it. I think that AMC really believes, like, they're pulling out the the right stuff that the people want to watch, especially because these have been comic books, which, by the way, guess what I went and bought? You bought it. I did. I bought the big, like, collection. Yes, both of them. And I was already told there's nothing like the show, but we have them, so we can read them. That's cool. Okay, that's exciting. We're not going to have them read by the next couple episodes, but, you know, we'll have it by the end of the season. We'll figure out why everyone hates Tulip, and I love her. I do, I like this. So no today, one's mentioned that, by the way. Nobody's contacted yeah, me. Yeah, nobody's Tumblr. said it. I kind of put out some feelers. Nobody yeah, I kind of want to know why everyone's so angry with her. I don't know what the deal is. I freaking love her. She's amazing. So today we're talking Preacher, if, in case you couldn't guess that. <laughs> um, episode 2, The Possibilities, which is... Technically pilot, episode 3? But the pilot was episode 0. zero. So, so thanks, Seth like, Rogen. So for, confusing. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we don't have enough things to we confuse We gripe about this every time. I'm going to continue griping about it until season two. I'm just <laughs> Maybe season two will actually be season one, two, two, episode one. Two, not point one, two point two. <laughs> Make everything, like, easy for us, Seth. Come on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Twitter him about this. Like We should. Maybe he'll come on the podcast. Probably listen, no. Dude. but <laughs> I'll look at my husband when I say it. Look. <laughs> hey, maybe one of you guys actually knows Seth Rogen and want to tell him he needs to come on and explain this. I would be okay with that. It'd be, a, you know what, I would be... I'd be I, surprised as I hell, can't, but... <laughs> I, I can't even, my head won't work. Oh, wow. All right, let's jump into the possibilities. So, this one started out kind of weird, and it wasn't the very beginning that started out strange, because we have Tulip meeting a woman in Houston, just in a park. I kind of felt like she was going to just slide over an envelope. Like, this is your mission. Yeah, exactly. That was very, it was very mission. This is an envelope. <laughs> But it turns out that she had to dig up some information for this woman. And this isn't the strange part. It's who the woman gives the information to that seems strange. Right. And not even the person, but where the person was. Because <laughs> that was really weird. Anyway, the woman... Um, what was that? Vroom, vroom. The woman gives her uh, the information she was looking for, and we have a flashback. And all we have is Tulip yelling, wait, as a car zips past, and Jesse is shooting somebody. And she looks like she's really immaculately turned out. She's looking really yes, good. She is. Her hair is totally different. Like, you can tell immediately this is a Tulip 
that has something has changed. Something watershed has changed to make her a totally different person. Either that or she's so deep undercover <laughs> in this backwater Texas town. Nobody knows what's going on. I also love that all the, their tags are always Illinois tags. Like, their car, her are car they? is an Illinois car. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Very supernatural. Love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she, so the woman that Tulip gives the information to passes it on to some man who's in, they're calling it a pop-up movie theater. But it was, oh God, what do they call them? It's porn, but where they kill people. Snuff film. Snuff film, thank you. It was yeah. a snuff film, like... Super creepy. Not just the movie, but because he walks past the sign, and it's like a whole day of this happening. It's like a snuff film film festival. festival. Which was just creepy, even seeing it. I mean, I hope these things don't happen. Well, I'm but sure, the possibility is I'm always sure there. I'm the black market, there's, an, I'm, there, I mean, there's a market for everything. All kinds of creepiness. <sighs> So I'm not surprised, because wasn't there, like, there's, like, you know... We wouldn't have a word for it if it didn't exist. That's true. It's just really messed up that that's happening, and that's there. And we don't know anything more. We don't know what information Tulip got. We don't know who this guy is. Why she's looking for info, what the end game is, what the plan is. If she's done, and now it's on to other people, we don't know if she has other, you know, if she has another, you know, leg of the plan that she has to continue to complete. I just don't know who this snuff film man is either, and I feel like we never get a really good look at him. Either. No, no. And, and I'm wondering he's got to play like a huge part. Yeah, I mean, why else are you going to put that in there? I feel like there's you know, right that whole it's it, just a red herring. <laughs> yeah, no, and just even in service of the flashback, it's still not enough. Right, we get more of that flashback later. Yes. Uh, let's see. We had the sheriff actually meeting our weird angels, angels sort of angels guys? clones. Robots. robots. We couldn't figure it out. They say they're angels. Well, they didn't exactly say they were angels. Oh, they no. said they were working. Right. That's for... true. That's true. So yeah, they implied have... heavily, but yes, right. that could be that could be a lie. So we have their names as Fior and DeBlanc. DeBlanc. I just want Fior to get a burger because I feel like <laughs> it was very. I don't know. He's because he wasn't really speaking. English or like full sentences. It's like you were saying it seemed like it was almost a character caricature of what they thought they but, should be. Right, exactly. But I'm like he felt very I don't know, Norwegian. Stilted, very odd. Yes. But, definitely ESL. English is not his first language. No. So I loved it though that yeah, the sheriff is just like, Okay, you guys are government. Alright then. If he just seems so and nonchalant. I, and I'm just, like, thinking, okay, like, we can't convince a person who's seen stuff that Cassidy is what he is. But, like, oh, yeah, these dudes are from the government. Okay, I don't need to see your badges. Like, Supernatural would go freaking haywire on this. Right. <laughs> Supernatural would be like, are you serious? Like, can I show you my fake badge? Look at my fake suit my fake badge. No. Yeah, they're just in there. He's guy's just, okay. just like, no, nah, whatever. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That was very odd to me. And of course, they're you know trying to figure out how to get whatever's inside Jesse back into the can. An entity. They're not. They're not calling it. You know, the, the thing, the word of God or anything. They're just saying. Right. And then Fiora's like, okay, no, no surprises this time. And he has this huge arsenal, just underneath a blanket. And again, just something that the uh, oh, the sheriff just didn't notice. It's like, you didn't notice it's kind of lumpy on that bed? And not just kind of, because that was a lot of guns. It was a ton. 
I mean... You could have fit three dead hookers out of that blanket. Like, <laughs> what was happening here? No questions, nothing. Oh, my this God. This is the town I want to live in and be a criminal. Like, obviously. Right. So, now we're zipping all around the town, because this is where I kept getting confused. I kept feeling like I was missing something, and Jess and I discussed this at length at work. Like, I thought I missed a whole scene or an episode, because we have Emily over at the Loaches. Lo- Loach, yeah, the Loach I'm like, residence. I'm saying it wrong. The residence, and um, Mrs. Loach is telling her, yes, Tracy opened her eyes after Jesse prayed with her. And she's sitting up, but I felt like there was more. I felt like in the previews, they showed like there was supposed to be more. And maybe it's I supposed to it be coming. or something, or oh. if it was, you know, something. Yeah, that's something why I'm like, did I miss something? On. I don't know what happened. I don't think so. But I, that's it. That was it. And Emily was surprised, but Emily doesn't look like she's happy about anything. She never, she hasn't looked happy in, in any of the episodes thus far. Well, but Emily's bare, I mean, she's a, in a persistent, what we would call probably a persistent vegetative state, right? So she's... No, her, no, 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 oh, no. Emily's about, the helper. I'm like, I'm Tracy's like, I, the daughter. I don't expect her to look happy about anything, Sean. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Oops. like, wait. Um, well, <laughs> Emily's in a, pers- her. in a really depressed state because Jesse won't give her the time of day. And I want to know, like, at what point does she just say... Clearly, this dude doesn't want to be with me. Clearly, this dude never wants to be with me. Like I'm, I'm in love with Sebastian Stan, but I have no, no, like, <laughs> I, there's no part of me that ever thinks, okay, this is going to happen. So eventually, he's you have no to eyebrows. like. <laughs> neither does Matt Smith, and I also love him. Like, leave my boys alone just because they're eyebrow, like, less. Jesse has eyebrows. Jesse has like, oh my god, that head of hair. But nevertheless, nevertheless, let's move on before, <laughs> before um, I start before, drooling yeah, over. His very ten-like appearance. He's a very handsome dude, but yes. <laughs> all I'm saying is, why don't you, like? I hate this. I feel like we're back with Ten and Martha, and she's like, "I'm in love with you," and he's like, "You know that thing where you're in love with someone and they don't know you exist? That. <laughs> That's what's going on here, and it's troubling and it's awkward. And I hate it. And then that other dude, we haven't gotten to him yet, but like the mayor being like, "Hey," <laughs> and she's like, "No." Well, there was a moment. Was it in? This episode or the next? The we'll have to figure it out. But I, I'm like, ah, oh, kiss, kiss, kiss. With the, I have, the mayor and the no, with Jesse and Emily. Oh no, dude, that's I. I they had a moment where he so you almost up, thought he was, that something was going to happen. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to think about this because honestly, like, he's so myopic when it comes to everyone but Tulip. Like everyone else could be completely genderless. He has no, like, the only person that ever, like, makes him smile or, like, gets any kind of reaction from him is Cassidy, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. And there's a, there's already a Twitter following that people are saying, those three just need to bone. Like, <laughs> let's just get those three together, oh and I'll be super happy. And I'm like, I can't exactly argue, because I think that Tulip is, like, the end for him. Like, she's, there's just no, either I don't think, yeah, done. I don't he's think Tulip is any kind of love. good for him. Oh, I'm not saying they're good for each other, but, you know, you can absolutely get completely compelled in, in a relationship where you can't see anyone else exists, and the person not be good for you. No, that's true. We've seen that happen a lot. We watch a lot of shows that just kind of depress us because we the people we want together don't get together. Aww. Well, you know, it's like all head. the shippers with oh, Tormund, Giant Spain, and Brienne. Aww, Tormund. Oh. You know what? No, Brienne for me is always going to be with... With Jamie. Like, I don't care. If they never get together in real life, I don't care. Like, in my head, they're living on the Sapphire Isles having giant blonde warrior babies. Bam. 
done. Somehow this we got so another off Game topic. of Thrones. Okay, okay. Let's, let's bring it back. Because something really weird happened. We have Donnie, who decides to walk his son to the bus stop and tells him, I don't hurt your mom. And then he says, well, I do, but it's, it's complicated. complicated. And I'm like, this is not something... I mean, how old is this kid? What do this we think? Ten? So ten. I would say ten. I, I mean... Nine, ten, eleven. Okay, granted, when we were growing up, that age, like, sex wasn't talked about at all. No, I feel like it's, I mean, just in the last generation, like, now, granted, I never had to have the talk with my mom, because I, TV and whatever, (laughs) you figure it out. But, I mean, kind of even hinting at what's going on is a consensual thing, that they're, like, in the EDSM or whatever, but it's even beyond that, because... At one, what was she telling Jesse that she, he hit her with a, a tea kettle, and she liked it. I'm like, I think this is even beyond BDSM. Like, I don't even know what is the next level of that. It, I, you know what? I don't know. Like, sadism is possibly is part of the BDSM thing, but like, you know, sadism, masochism. I don't know. I, and I hesitate, but I, I don't know that anybody out there listening is. In this life, like I'm not, I'm not part of it in that way. But like, questionably, what do you tell your kids? Like, when your right. kids are old enough to figure it out, or is it, or, or do you hide it better than they are? You know, do you have a red room of pain that no kid, <laughs> that kid doesn't even know? They have a lot better acoustic, like drowning. They're, they're than like you in this like, room currently. Like a, a crates like <laughs> along all the walls trying to deafen the sound. I mean, I don't know, but like, actually, if anybody actually does, you. I'm part super- of that lifestyle. We we actually would talk to you and have you on, and we'll just and do no, a whole podcast no about that. Judgment, no, like you no, know. it's just something that we don't know about, and no. I think that's you know a lot of people have something in their head thinking it's one way, and it's not. And, yeah, and okay, Fifty are- Shades of Grey. Don't don't please no, don't yeah. write and say no. Just read Fifty Shades. No, no, because granted, we've read it. We refuse to watch the movie. It's so horrible, and but it's. A whole different world. And I don't think that's probably a safe version not, of... No. That's almost like, hey, he's rich and he's a stalker, but Right, right, right. Because we talked about this. Yes, and we have. He's this, the exact same character in The Fall, but because he's not rich, he's a serial killer. Just right. FYI. <laughs> okay. So, again, we chased the squirrel. I'm so sorry. All no, right. Let's go back. Let's go back to the show. Preacher. So, while the kids are at the bus stop, we have Linus finally picking up the kids in the bus. And he smiles at a little girl and says, what's your name? Are you new? And her friend is like, what are you talking about? She's been on this bus every day since, like, kindergarten. And this is the guy that Jesse kept telling, forget the girl. Forget her. Forget her. And it's the only way. It's creepy, but it's, like, the only way that really made sense for him to not have. I mean, I guess he could have said it a different way, but at that point, he had no idea that He didn't even know what was going on. And the fact of the matter is that, that the fact that he's already he's forgotten who she is but he's not like he's already like ooh but forgotten his he hasn't forgotten his urges right exactly it's just terrifying I mean just terrifying it's kind of funny that you have the kids and and this again is just something in the culture Mm -hmm. that I feel has grown to an unusually high level which is like bullying basically but even the kids are like making sounds and picking on Donnie. On an adult. Right. And, like, who would have actually done that? On an enforcer. On everyone. Everyone in this entire city, or little town, or whatever, backwater, has to know that this guy beats people up for a living. That he beats his wife up for fun, 
And this kid is scared to death of him. Right. So, and they're like, now, I mean, part of that probably is like group mentality. You're all together. He's probably not going to kill all of us. (laughs) But, you know, the fact that, I mean, it goes to show what their parents are talking about. Right. to how the whole town has turned on this on Donnie. On this guy. Immediately it's gone from I this think we talked from the beginning though Donnie was kind of a douche. We don't like him but I don't I also don't like people being made fun of right. ever. So the fact that he's in like one week gone from oh we don't mess with that guy like you know so you don't mess with Leroy Brown to laugh at him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. So we jump over to the church and we have Cassidy answering the door. When the sun is out <laughs> He's adorable. So he can't go very far, but there's a coffin. Um, excuse me, is this does this happen in these little towns? They I, just drop a coffin off at I the church? Never, not without notice. And it's just sitting out. I mean, they just like toss it on the front door. Here you go. It's not a newspaper. No, no. It's the guy who it's not killed her, himself in the first it's episode. Not good, you put on somebody. Right? Like, what are you doing with a body? It was weird, and I have no words for how weird that was. I'm like, that is not some, Don't you take it to, like, a, like a morgue, a funeral Funeral director and they get it, they something, something. Or they're just gonna, like, bury him and Bam. be done with it. We don't Maybe like it's that small of a town. Them. Like, they don't even have that. Which is weird. I don't know. Ugh. Okay. Anyway. Cassidy's gonna go try to get the van to try to move this when... Wait, didn't he find, like, all the weird, like, the hat and the poncho to help him go out in the sun at this point? Yes, <laughs> like a whole, it was adorable. He was he like a like, beekeeper. Right? <laughs> he had, like, multi-layers on. It was kind of funny. But uh, as he goes to grab it, Jesse's like, hey, I, I want to show you something. And as... as which just sounded, which, I mean, and start, people started writing fix right then, I'm sure. <laughs> well, that's because something. he was sitting there in the dark, drinking, and just brooding. And that's why I love Dominic Cooper. It's totally believable. <laughs> yes. It's like dark 10 is what it is. <laughs> anyway, so he decides to, you know, tell tell Cassidy, which I don't know if it's so much because Cassidy shared and he doesn't believe, you know, that Cassidy's really a vampire, or maybe he does kind of, but doesn't want to say that he believes he's a vampire. So he's like, hey, look it, there's something that happened to me. Look what I can do. It's freaking weird. And he's, like, testing out his powers on Cassidy, and Cassidy's just like, this is so cool. <laughs> Until he tells him to fly, and then Cassidy, like, knocks himself out because he tries to jump into the he's wall. Like, Wait, this is hard. I thought he was going to fly. That would have been freaking awesome. Um, but then I'm like, well... It's just straining, straining physics. But, but... I don't know what vampires can do in this world. Although he did jump out of a plane with an umbrella. With an umbrella. <laughs> oh, this man. Like... He is, he is reason enough to watch the show right there. Like, yeah. Cassidy is freaking amazing. I just think it's funny that he's so super excited that he has these. But then, of course, he's like, you can do anything. You can go in and tell the bank, give you all the money. You can do this. And he's like, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to be a preacher. Think, yeah. But then poor Cassidy's just well, like, oh, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I had so many plans for us. <laughs> um, and we flip back to Tulip driving home from Houston and she got pulled over for speeding. And as the cops walking up to the car, you see her pull out a gun mm-hmm. and a ring. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to kill him? One of these things is not like the other. Right. And I didn't understand. And so she goes to this whole spiel that she's trying to help somebody who she knew who Profile. made a bad life decision. And Well, she hinted at that. Not, didn't specifically say. 
it sort it sort of makes like right. Yeah, but but I guess the ring was what military mm-hmm. one of the branches. I don't remember her saying. I don't think so. I can't recall. And then they go in the whole thing, and then the cops just like, oh, you know, be careful if he's if he's really worth it, he'll wait for you. And I'm thinking, mm, do you think they'd really just let her off like that? This is Texas. She might end up in a prison cell. <laughs> like she could be, uh, she could be given the electric chair for jaywalking. So, like they're instituting an express lane in the death penalty area. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I saw that from Ron White. That's not, you know, the express lane. <laughs> oh, so let me see. We have what the we're gonna call them angels. Yes. Mm. Okay. The angels watching. A report at their hotel or motel or quality inn. I don't know what the heck it is. Some little place. Watching the news about Tom Cruise's death, which I just think is kind of funny because they're trying to explain how why, how, and why he exploded. He exploded. <laughs> I mean, really? That's going to be the news and it's supposed to be how many days later, later at this point? I'm not really sure, but I don't think it's been super, super... I, maybe under a week, but at this point they're probably trying to... I mean, I guess it would be something that would... You know, celebrity explodes. That's... That probably is going to be something for, you know, it's a while. It's science-y. I mean, how... It's science <laughs> No, I'm seriously curious. Like, how? That's... Everybody would want to know why, how. So, back in the... I'm going to call him our big bad, Quinn Cannon, because he's just kind of... I don't know, creepy and weird, and he wants to rule everything. He's very Mr. Burns-esque, without being, you know, I guess, Mr. Burns. Um, He's pretty ticked off, because there's a letter from this company called Green Acre, which, of course, just kind of makes me laugh, anyway. Uh, Right, A joint business venture to have sustainable blah, 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 basically, is how he was listening to it. And... He was mad because he doesn't want any part of these. He wants to run this place either into the ground or, you know, just his way. Mm-hmm. And he has to get his jabs in on Donnie being his right, right-hand right man when he has no right arm. Mm-hmm. Or no right hand, sorry. Because he couldn't even pick up his lunch tray, which I don't understand that. I mean, come on. He obviously works out. He can pick stuff up. He's got to be picking up barbells and stuff with his left hand. Yeah. Why aren't you able to pick this up? Do you not know how to, like, slide it and use your hip? I don't know. Something. It just seemed like... Super awkward. One of those weird cartoons, almost, of people where, like, you have the bodybuilder, like, on the one side, like, his arm's, like, super worked out, and then the other one's, like, this little tiny twig of an arm. Or, like, Gendry with his, uh... (laughs) His hammer arm. One hammer arm is stronger. And then he's like, oh, I can't even pick up the nail with the other hand. I mean, it was just weird. But, I mean, I guess it was just way... Excuse me. Their way to show how Quinn Cannon is kind of a douche. Yeah. Apparently that's the word of this episode, guys. Douche. <laughs> I like there are very nice people on the show to begin with. I mean, this is this is a very morally ambiguous show. It's like uh, by break, the end of Breaking Bad, there was literally like one person I liked in the entire show. I never watched that series. I watched the last ten minutes so I can watch the finale. I did. I ruined it for myself, but I didn't care. I, if I watch it, I watch the whole thing. Yeah. It'll be fine. Um... Cassidy comes back, because he did finally get Ted's body. Apparently they did take him somewhere to be cremated. It wasn't just, here's the body of the coffin, go ahead and bury it. Which still seemed weird, because they do bury it later. Yeah. So they bury his ashes, or just have a memorial? I don't know, they never really explained it. 
That's weird. But he comes back and he and Cassidy sees these angels again. And he's like, I just dealt with you guys. So he runs them over. And I was cracking up because they're just laying there. And he's like, yeah, that's what I thought. And then he goes into the church later on. And again, they're there again. He's like, what's going on? Cassidy's like kind of flipping out that... You know, these guys keep coming up, and he's like, what are you, clones? And same thing, clones, robots. Very good question, yeah. Because those other ones are still laying out in front of the van. It was a very, very good question. Uh, I was laughing because Cassidy had to be having the same reaction, basically, as the fans. Like, what are these? Why do they keep coming back? And why are we getting no information? And then I'm like, okay, is it weird time travel, and it's different like times they keep coming back but Cassidy hits one of the guys with uh, was it a golf club or something? I think it was it was just kind of random and the other guy's like quit hitting me we'll explain <laughs> the, the guy who's not getting hit is like quit hitting us <laughs> I'm like shouldn't that be the guy who's like keeps getting hit and mutilated and everything else I feel like that would be you know, the one who really has the reason to start freaking out. Yeah. But no, it's not. The only way it would have been better is if the, if the one not being hit was, like, trying to cover their head and the other one was, like, just <laughs> letting himself be hit. But he kind of was. Like, they really don't know. Like, they, they don't even know what they're doing with their own bodies. Like, uh-huh. this, we are, we are a, uh, a uh, cosmic light, and there's no reason for us to have this form. I don't understand. <laughs> Right. Well, they finally tell Cassidy, though, that they're from heaven. And I, I feel like Cassidy still doesn't believe them. Because exactly how they said it was, you know, we're from a higher power. And he's mm-hmm. thinking government. He's like, no, heaven. So they tell him that they have to convince, he has to convince Jesse to come to them to give up whatever's inside him. And they still don't tell him what it is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Cassidy, even though seeing what Jesse's been able to do, has no clue what they're working with. And really, are you believing somebody who's telling you they're from heaven? Right. Even yeah. though you're seeing them in their third body, basically, because you've managed to dispose of two of them. I almost thought he was going to go dig up the first one to see if they were still there. I would have. <clears throat> well, the other ones are still laying out in front of the van, so... That's true. Very strange. So, who knows? I'm guessing at some point he's going to tell Jesse what's going on, but I guess we wait and find out. So, let's flip what? Flip back blah, 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 to Tulip, who ends up finding Jesse and is talking to him and tells him that she has the last known address for Carlos. And then we have another flashback. Which is Jesse after he shoots. It's a security guard. There's alarms. Tulip screaming. And then Tulip is back in the present and just telling Jesse that they have to kill. Kill the rat bastard, money stealing, child killing, life ruining son of a bitch. And at that point, Jesse is all for it. And I don't know if it's because Jesse's having a bit of a power trip. Yeah. Since he's kind of learned about Christ's powers. Yeah, who knows? I mean, a little bit of everything, I guess. A weak moment. Yeah. Well, they're on the road to go try to find Carlos. They've spilt for gas. Jesse is going to tell Tulip, 
but then Tulip gets kind of shitty with somebody who's trying to go around her. Really? But if you see somebody walking, why are you going through there? You're going to... Really? That just seemed weird. It was weird. Maybe because, I don't know, our gas stations around here have like 20 pumps, so you're not trying to squeeze by. That's true. Although they they say, there's like some girls that I've talked to online that say that they will refuse to like get out of the way when a guy comes like, and the guy will almost bump into them or even bump into them because the guys just assume the woman's going to move out of the way. And I'm like, there's a psychological component to that. Like, and Tulip is a very, very like hyper aggressive yes. woman. She's not moving. You're going to move or you're going to be moved. She's like that girl in Civil War. She's not having it. <laughs> so I really, like, I didn't know if it was like, Tulip's like, no, I'm freaking standing here and you can just freaking go around. Like, I don't care. Because she's just such, she's like so over, like, not over aggressive, but like she's hyper aggressive. She's just a very aggressive female. Mm-hmm. And this dude's like, whatever, be. And she's like, you want me to kill you? Like, <laughs> I love her so I will stab you. Oh, wait, that's what I say at work. Sorry. I will set you on freaking fire. I'm gasoline right here. I will throw a punch you. All right, well, so <laughs> Jesse doesn't tell her anything because, you know, she's a little angry. Frustrated. <laughs> so he goes to the bathroom, and Donnie's in there. How was Donnie following them? Did he not see him go in the bathroom? Donnie just happened to be there. Donnie's been in the bathroom for like a decade. Right, it no, didn't make any like sense. We have no idea. That was that was very confusing. Why does he just happen to be there? With a gun. With a gun. Because he comes out and pulls the gun on Jesse. And, Doesn't of well. course, not knowing what, what's happening. But first of all, if you just had a beat down from this guy, and he had no backup, he took out you and your friends... Okay, you're going to have a gun, but chances are he has something he can do to you. Unless well, you're just that quick. But Donnie wants to be all big and bad and talk shit. Well, and he, that's he got him. He didn't thing. monologue like most bad guys do. But he had to say something. He's like, I'm going to make you squeal. I'm going to make you make the sound. And, well, at that point, Jesse's well, I think like... That, I think really that that's the point right there is I just want you to... I want you to be embarrassed and, like emasculated the way I was. But the thing is, and nobody's in I, there to see it. Well, no, no, no. That's a good point. This guy didn't think this through. But <laughs> I really don't think that he really wanted to kill him. Like, I don't think he... I, I think he probably wanted to kill him for himself, but I think that that was not really... He really just wanted to get back at him for making him, like, you know, sound like he wasn't masculine. Sound like a bunny in a trap. Sound like a bunny in a trap. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Anyway... But it doesn't work that way, of course. No. He says... Because yeah. Jesse's pulling out the power all of a sudden. He's like, back up, sit down. So he makes him sit on the toilet. And he's like, put the gun in your mouth. And pull back the hammer. Right. And, and the whole time, Donnie is now freaking the fuck out. Cause <laughs> no, and you are, one sen- you are one small sentence away from, you know, killing yourself. Right. That's it. You know, and he looked like he was going to do it. Oh, that look in his eye, that cold, numb look in, in Jesse's eyes. I wouldn't have been surprised if he, if his brains were all over the back of the wall. That's, that. that's the look I get at work oftentimes. Jessica can, you know, <laughs> <laughs> can agree to that. It's like when you're getting yelled at and you just have that, and you're like, you know, why don't you sit down? Go ahead and put that gut in your mouth. Just sit there for a you minute. Think about your bad decisions cold, today. Cold, dark place. And thankfully, Jesse pulled himself out from it, though. Because then he's, like, dropped a gun and tells Donnie to leave. And Donnie's, like, crying. I mean, I don't blame him. You just, yeah, you you just met your maker for all practical purposes. You are, you have, uh, you know, 
had to come to terms with your sad and pathetic life and in a moment where you uh, you could have been just another suicide in a random gas station and nobody would have said anything nope especially after your uh like embarrassment they would right. be like oh well he killed himself sorry sorry lady you'll have to find someone else to beat you right you know so weird so weird but in this case i mean obviously jesse's not going to do it jesse it just gives him an epiphany about how the power works right but yes, because now he decides to tell Tulip when he goes back, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going after that guy. Yeah. Because he's like, I have to do good. I could could have done really bad right then. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do it. But I wonder if the power inside of him is appreciative of that or isn't. Like, we see, we that's what we kind of this. talked about that the first episode. It's like, why is it going through these other people? Mm-hmm. It's like, is it because Jesse isn't 100% good or 100% bad that he you know, might be a balance for mm-hmm. it. You know, we haven't found too much out yet, which no. we might in the looking. next couple episodes. Uh, let's see. When we zip back to we, Eugene, who's arse face, and he's talking to his dad about Tracy opening her eyes, and he's like, maybe we should go visit. And this, I think, goes back to what you said last episode about maybe it has something to do with, you know, they were in love and he did something, he stole a horse or whatever, and she got hurt, and, you know, which we have no idea still. Yeah, we have, yeah. But they have, they have obviously no there was some kind of relationship. And the sheriff is like, you stay away from him. You, you stay away. Yeah, basically just go back to your room and... Yeah, he would rather have him just, like, hide away and, and not have anybody remember he's there, which is really sad for... I, I want to know more about the relationship, what happened... No, yeah. Because if that's his dad, that just seems, like, really wrong. It's it's super cold on the part of his dad, but then, I mean, it does show you, like, probably, probably Eugene's heart's in the right place because he could take all this and be really, really bitter about it, and he's not. But he's, he's not. Like, he seems like a really sweet kid. He's trying to, he wants, he's hoping that, you know, Tracy gets better. He's hoping that, you know, there can be some sort of a, you know, some sort of situation where it can be rectified and he mm-hmm. can be forgiven. It's like heartbreaking, kind it of. Is, like, it makes me what's going on. Uh, and then our final scene is Jesse, you know, giving the eulogy for Ted, and the only person there is Emily. And it's like maybe he really wasn't liked, but who knows? I and mean, we don't have a whole lot of information with this. No. Just because of the way everything is. So we hope it more information comes. Obviously, we're not getting any more about Ted. I mean, no. Ted was kind of, like, annoying and whiny. Yeah. I didn't want him to die the way he did. I don't want anybody to die that way. That's really... Whoa. Sucked. But... You don't cut your own heart out. <sighs> oh, very weird. It's weird, too, that his mom wasn't there. Isn't that the weirdest thing? She, or, she was in Florida. Maybe she... Why didn't he... Maybe she had a stroke because of it. I that's mean... That's true. If your son is in front of you... Yeah. Who knows? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, that was this episode of Preacher, and hopefully you'll be following us for the rest. And so, for this episode, I'm Sean Fangirlas. I'm Jess. And we want to hear from you. So, send us something. Fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Check out the website. Rate us, review us, and everywhere you're listening to this. And that's about it. See you. Until next time. Bye. Bye.